Word Nerds. Hello, Word Nerds. I'm Spencer. How you doing? What's up, everybody? If you're a patron, you get to see my face. My camera is in a little bit of a weird position today. I don't have a, uh, a consistent solution for where the camera goes. I'd love it to be like there, a little bit higher, uh, but this is fine. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Okay, the first word in this episode is effete. You can say effete or effete. It is spelled E-F-F-E-T-E. Adjective from 1660. Got a little get get a little closer to the book because it's very tiny text. Number one for effete. No longer fertile or fertile. What what could this be? A a living thing, a plant maybe? It cannot cannot reproduce anymore. So it is considered effete. Uh, number two a. Having lost character, vitality, or strength, as in the effete monarchies of feudal Europe. And that is a quote from G.M. Trevelyan. I, I had a little peek at the etymology, and I see where this is going, especially considering a couple of words from the previous episode. I'm not loving this. I'm not loving where this word came from and what it came to be. Uh, not fertile, losing character, vitality, strength. So let's just keep on going, and we'll talk more about it soon. 2B, marked oh, marked by weakness or decadence, as in the effete east. That's with a, with a capital E, capital E, east. Uh, so the east part of the world, maybe. Uh, somebody said that was marked by weakness or decadence. Uh, doesn't say it's a quote, so that's a little odd. Uh, maybe, why would the dictionary be calling the East a feat with no, uh, with, with being weak and, and decadent? Uh, interesting. Uh, 2C, um, soft, is this, am I in the right place? I think so. Why is there a colon there? Oh, yeah, I guess there usually is a colon, but it's on the next line. Okay, interesting. 2C. Soft or delicate from, or as if from, a pampered existence. Um, somebody who grew up very rich, maybe, never had to work a day in their life. They've got wonderful fingers, and they, you know, they're, they're not calloused. Uh, and they, you know, they're all pristine and, and lovely and nice and never had to do a hard day's work, hard day's labor ever in their life. They would be a feat in this context, at least. Uh, the example, peddled trendy tweeds to a feat Easterners. And that is a quote from William Helmer. So there's something about the East that is a feat. The, the East is a feat, according to the dictionary. Trendy tweeds to effete Easterners. So the Easterners um, never had to work. Uh, they, they have a pampered existence. And they are so soft and delicate. Oh, soft and delicate. Okay, where are we? Do we have another example? Uh, we do, and we have more definition and another example. Uh, so the other example is effete tenderfeet. <laughs> it's an interesting combination of words there. Effete tenderfeet. Hmm. Okay, also, more to the definition, characteristic of an effete person, as in 
a wool scarf, a bit a feet on an outdoorsman. And that is a quote from Nelson Bryant. So Nelson Bryant is saying that an outdoorsman uh, would be a feat if they were wearing a wool scarf. I'm sorry, that's too soft and delicate for an outdoorsman. You can't be wearing a wool scarf. You have to wear a scarf made out of barbed wire. Otherwise, you are not a real outdoorsman. And also, the blood of your enemies. Okay, number three, this is the last one. The synonym is the number one definition for the word effeminate, which was in the previous episode. Uh, What are we on? The adjective. So what does that say? Uh, Having feminine qualities untypical of a man. Not manly in appearance or manner. Fuck you. That's what I have to say. I'm sorry. I just feel like, in general, this word is not nice. That's not to say it's sometimes used in a positive way or a not not wait not not nice way but often it's meant to be not nice and i don't like that uh okay so the example for the third definition which is the number one definition for the word effeminate is a good-humored effete boy brought up by maiden ants and that is like a-u-n-t-s your aunts your parents sisters Uh, That is a quote from Herman Wouk, or Woke, W-O-U-K. A good-humored, effete boy brought up by maiden ants. Uh, So, yep, what they're saying is that because he was brought up by his ants, he has these more feminine qualities. Uh, what What were the words untypical of a man? Now, good, untypical is not a particularly judgmental word, so that's good. Um... But it's still, you know, still not great because because it's talking about gender. It's talking about what is typical, typical, quote unquote, for a man and a woman. And we don't need to be talking about that because everybody's different. Everybody's their own person. Uh, Okay, what are the other forms of the word? Afeetly is an adverb and afeetness is a noun. So clearly you can see where this is coming from, but specifically, let's talk about the etymology. This is from the Latin word, uh, would you pronounce it effetus? E-F-F-E-T-U-S, effetus, which is from the X prefix plus uh, fetus, which looks like literally the word fetus, but they didn't pronounce it that way in the olden Latin times. They would say fetus, I think, and that word means fruitful. Uh, like, like fertile, fruitful, it will bear fruits or create something. Uh, there's more of the word feminine. So if you look at some of these, uh, some of these definitions, you can see why I don't really love them. Now, number one is no longer fertile. We are, you know, the, the word literally comes from the Latin word fetus, which means fruitful. So like that literally makes sense. Uh, you put the X at the beginning of it, and it's just not fruitful, I guess. Um, but when you add in the whole feminine thing, you're like, well, wait, what's that? But then, you know, particularly we got 2A, uh, having lost character, vitality, strength. You know, it's still about not being fertile, I guess. But because it has such close connotations to being feminine, that's when it really starts to bug me. Weakness, decadence, uh 
yeah, there's there's judgment behind it, whether anybody meant it or not, and I'm sure that they did way back in the day. When is this from 1660? Um, yeah, it's problematic, and uh, you know, I hope that these days we're using it in a way that's less judgmental. But I'm sure people don't probably realize where this word came from. Okay, enough about that. Let's make a sound. Let's say, hey, that's the sound effect. Next is efficacious, adjective from 1528. Having the power to produce a desired effect, as in an efficacious remedy. The remedy will produce the effect, and it will produce the effect. Uh, It has the power. (laughs) That's the important part. It has the power to produce the effect. Will it? Maybe. Probably. But not necessarily. It can. And it will try to very hard. Uh, The synonym is the word effective, effective, efficacious, basically the same idea going on there. Efficaciously is an adverb, and efficaciousness is a noun. The etymology isn't very interesting, so I'm just going to say, hey! Next is efficacity, efficacity. Noun from the 15th century, the synonym is Efficacy, which was that in the previous episode or is it in this episode? Oh, you know what? It's the next word. Hey. Efficacy. Noun from the 13th century. The power to produce an effect. So how is that different than efficacious? So efficacious is, let's see. So so efficacious is an adjective. First of all, that's the big difference. And efficacy is a noun. So efficacious is having the power to produce a desired effect, and efficacy is is literally the power to produce an effect. So something that is efficacious has efficacy, because that is the power to produce the effect. Okay, class, we figured it out. Good job, everybody. Hey! Next is efficiency. Uh, I'll spell this one, E-F-F-I-C-I-E-N-C-Y, efficiency, noun from 1633, one, the quality or degree of being efficient. How efficient are you? How efficient am I being in this episode? Mostly efficient, maybe some episodes have not been quite as efficient, I have such efficiency recording these podcasts. 2A, efficient operation. Efficient operation is efficiency. Efficient operation. So the operation that you're doing is efficient, so it is efficiency. It has efficiency. It is efficient. Yeah. 2B1, effective operation as measured by a comparison of production with cost, as in energy, time, and money. So if you are Looking at how efficient something is, uh, this operation, uh, you're looking at how much energy it's being used, how much time is being used, and money. And so, let's reread the definition. Effective operation as measured by a comparison of production with cost. So, how much cost are we putting into this thing, and how much production are we putting into that cost, or how much stuff are we getting from that cost? How efficient are we? with our time and money and energy. That's what it comes down to. But 2B2, this will be similar but different. Uh, 
the ratio of the useful energy delivered by a dynamic system to the energy supplied to it. So how much energy is put into a thing and how much energy comes out of that thing. And the ratio of that difference is efficiency. Number three, the synonym is efficiency apartment, which we are going to talk about next. So that's just, it just got shortened to efficiency. I live in an efficiency, something that I have not actually heard of before. So I clearly don't live in one. What is it? Hey. Efficiency apartment. Two words. Noun from 1930. Pretty soon we're going to have to celebrate the 100th anniversary of efficiency apartments. A small, usually furnished apartment with minimal kitchen and bath facilities. Uh, what's the other name for these? Uh, studio apartment. W would this be the same or is this different? Um... It says it is a small apartment. It is furnished. Uh, and so, you know, a studio apartment is literally like everything is once is in one room. Maybe the, the bathroom has its own separate room, but everything else is essentially in one room. Uh, closet, bedroom, living room, kitchen. It's all very small and cheap. Uh, cheaper <laughs> than a regular apartment. But this one seems like, you know, maybe there still could possibly be a separate bedroom. It doesn't really say. I'm guessing different cities maybe have different definitions or, or reasons why they would call a place an efficiency apartment. Um, but it's minimal kitchen, small kitchen, small bathroom. And uh, that's that. That's that. I never lived in one. I hope I never do. Hey, I almost forgot my sound effect. Hey, efficiency expert, two words, noun from 1913. One who analyzes methods, procedures, and jobs in order to secure maximum efficiency. The maximum amount of efficiency. Uh, called also efficiency engineer, which is not in here. I think it would have put it in all caps as like a synonym. Uh, efficiency engineer. So they are engineering the efficiency of a place. They're an expert on how to be more efficient. They will come in and say, you are wasting a lot of energy, time, and money over here. So you got to fix that, you dummy. I hope, I hope they don't use those words. Efficiency expert, efficiency, efficiency engineer, and uh, yeah, they're very helpful people. Hey! Next is just, just the word efficient. I think this is the last of the efficient words. E-F-F-I-C-I-E-N-T. Adjective from the 14th century. One, being or involving the immediate agent in producing an effect. As in, the efficient action of heat in changing water to steam. Okay, let's break this down. For some reason, I wasn't wasn't concentrating. I don't know. It's an adjective. So it's the efficient action, the action of the heat changing water to steam. You put heat into water. Eventually, it will turn to steam. So that action is efficient in this context. So the definition, again, is being or involving the immediate agent in producing an effect. So... How do you put that another way? It's you want an effect, you're going to put a thing, you're going to make a thing do that effect, and when it's immediate, 
It's efficient. I don't know if that helped. Uh, number two for efficient. Productive. Yeah, productive of desired effects, especially productive without waste. Without waste, as in an efficient worker. So they're working and they're doing their job and they're not producing a lot of waste. Uh, waste, that could be lots of things. That could be energy, time, and money, uh, but it could be other things too. Uh, you don't want your workers to create waste in money because you, you want to save as much money if you're a business, save as much money as possible. Uh, let's see, productive, productive of desired effects. So you're just, you're, as long as you're doing the thing that you want and you're not creating a lot of waste, you're efficient, I guess. I could be a lot more efficient with this podcast. I could just not say all the extra stuff, but sometimes I think I got to say all the extra stuff. A synonym for efficient is the word effective, which was that in the previous episode, or was it in earlier this episode? I don't remember anything. Have we not even gotten to it yet? Where are you effective? It was at the beginning of the previous episode. Similar idea. Okay, efficiently is an adverb. Now, we do have some... Nah, the etymology is not... I don't care. I don't care about it today. Hey, hey. Next is effigy. E-F-F-I-G-Y. This is an interesting thing if you don't know what it is. Noun from 1539. This is, this is, an image or representation, especially of a person, but more especially... (laughs) especially, especially, a crude figure representing a hated person. I hope you do not make an effigy of me. I would not appreciate that because that means I'm hated. And I don't want to be hated. I want to be liked. Please like me. Everybody wants to be liked. Okay, uh, so so that's what it is. So just any sort of representation of a person or a thing, but especially of a person, is an effigy, but almost all the time, often, uh, it's of somebody who you don't like. Uh, maybe it's a, um, maybe it's a balloon. Uh, maybe it's a cartoon. Other things that rhyme with oon. Maybe some pantaloons. Um, or maybe, maybe it's a. Um, why am I blanking on the word? A pinata. Maybe it's a piñata, and then you can hit it with a bat and get all your anger out on this effigy. There's a phrase, in effigy, and that means publicly in the form of an effigy, as in, the football coach was burned in effigy. Whoa, they want to burn the football coach. What did the football coach do to, to, to force everybody to make an effigy of them and then burn it? Wow. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What does the etymology say here? This is from the Latin effingere, which means to form, forming a thing, creating a thing, which is from X prefix plus fingere, which means to shape. So shaping a thing is fingere. And then I guess if you put the X prefix in front of it, it means to form, forming it's, they're not that different, shaping and forming. Interesting. There's more at the word dough. 
D-O-U-G-H, because you form dough into a shape of a thing, maybe a bread, and, uh, huh, never thought that effigy and dough would be connected. Uh, okay. Hey! Next is efflores. This is a fun word. Efflores. E-F-F-L-O-R-E-S-C-E. Efflores. This is an intransitive verb from 1775. One. To burst forth, and the synonym is bloom. Efflores. Two A. To change to a powder from loss of water of crystallization. To change to a powder from loss of water of crystallization. So as so when something is crystallized, it loses water, but then it becomes a powder? I guess if you crystallize, yeah. So I'm thinking of a big solid crystal, but no, I think this is maybe something smaller. Uh, when you maybe cook it or heat it or dry it, it loses the water, it becomes crystallized, which is, and then it can be broken up into a powder or something. Hmm. Efflores. To be, to form or become covered with a powdery crust, as in bricks may efflorese owing to the deposit, the deposition of soluble salts. I feel like I didn't do my mouth warm-ups. I don't usually. Okay, so what is this example again? What is this example again? Bricks may efflorese owing to the deposition of soluble salts. So the soluble salts get deposited, maybe in some sort of crystallization process. They're deposited, and then the bricks become powdery, I guess, because of that process, the efflores process. This is from the Latin efflorescere, efflorescere, which is from X plus florescere, which means to begin to blossom. And then you add it on X, but it doesn't say what efflorescere means with the E at the beginning. Uh, something about blossoming, probably. And there's more at the word fluorescence. There's no E at the beginning of that one. It's just fluorescence. Okay. Okay. Efflores. Hey, we got another word that's similar. Efflorescence. So it's, it's fluorescence with an additional EF at the beginning. Noun from 1626, 1A, the action or process of developing and unfolding as if coming into flour. That's flour like the plant's flour, not the flour that you bake with. Uh, The synonym is blossoming, as in periods of intellectual and artistic efflorescence, And that is a quote from Julian Huxley. So this period of intellectual and artistic efflorescence was all about uh, the action or process of developing and unfolding as if coming into flower. I feel like we're missing a word there. So it's, it's all about working on your craft, turning into a flower, becoming who you really are. Uh, Efflorescence. Right? Blossoming. Yep. Yep. Uh, Growing up, going through puberty. uh, Yeah, again, just, you know, working on your craft and becoming who you be. 
1B, an instance of such development. development. So just that whole process is also just called an efflorescence. 1C, fullness of manifestation. And the synonym is culmination. Culmination, fullness of manifestation. So the culmination of a thing, that is when you are fully blossomed. So the end of your blossoming period, I guess, would be also called efflorescence. I won't reach efflorescence until I die, I think. Number two, the period or state of flowering. So I think we're literally talking about a flower here. The other ones possibly also very might likely could have been called uh, or, or could be talking about a flower fullness of manifestation once the flower is done maybe it has literally blossomed that is the efflorescence stage um okay so period or state of flowering and then three the process or product of efflorescing is that how you say that word efflorescing chemically the process or product let's let's break it down a little bit more the process of efflorescing chemically is efflorescence so this is, I guess it could be with uh, plants. They're chemically efflorescing. So that is efflorescence or the product of efflorescing chemically. So the thing that comes from this chemical process would be also efflorescence. The efflorescence from the efflorescence stage going through efflorescence. So it's a word. That's a fun word. Fun words today. Efflorescent is an adjective and it's going to have the same ed etymology as the previous word, which was efflorescence. Okay, one more word for today. Hey, I think. Hopefully I didn't skip any like I have a couple of times. The last word is effluence or effluence or affluence. A uh or a. Uh, effluence, affluence. You spell it. You spell it. E-F-F-L-U-E. E-N-C-E, -E, noun from 1603, one, something that flows out, just flown out. The words have been flown out of my mouth. They have been, uh, they are the effluent, efflu effluence, effluence. Number two, an action or process of flowing out. So the thing that flows out or the process of flowing out, either one of those is effluence or effluence now do you use one pronunciation for one word and the other pronounc sorry one pronunciation for one definition or the other pronunciation for the other word definition <laughs> or uh i think if that were the case they would have said use this definition for each of these so i guess you they're interchangeable but this is not a word that i'm familiar with so maybe some people use different pronunciations for different definitions maybe i don't know i really think you guys should become a five dollar patron because you're just getting just fantastic visuals all the time okay that is effluence and there is no etymology probably yes definitely because we're going to talk about that in the next episode with the word effluent or effluent all right let's reread the words and then come up with a word of the episode. The word of the episode today is brought to you by nothing. Next, okay, the first word. <laughs> Let's just start this whole podcast over. Effete, efficacious, 
efficacity, yep, efficacity, efficacy, efficiency, efficiency apartment, efficiency expert, efficient, effigy, efflores, efflorescence, and effluence. Hmm. Which one do I like? Uh, well, I do really like being efficient. I really like being efficient. I don't like wasting time, although I do a lot. That's fine. But you know, when I'm when I'm getting down to it, I would I would prefer to be efficient with my time and energy and money and sleep and things. Um, let's see. Is that what we want to pick? Uh, yeah. There there were other good words, uh, but I think yeah. Let's pick efficient. I like to be efficient, like this song. That was it. You see, you see how I did that one. Okay, let's talk about another movie I watched. Godfather Two. I think that's next on the list. Uh, another long Godfather movie. So much going on. Um, I think the thought that I had at the end of it was because it's been a while since I watched it, um, which we did see on the big screen, which was very cool. Um, I was curious to see what would it be like if you split it into two movies, if you, or or maybe there wasn't enough of Vito Corleone when he's younger, uh, he comes to America, he starts a family, you know, they're, they go back and forth between him, uh, coming to America and, and growing up in New York, I think, right? And then also his son, Michael, who's taken over the business. Sorry if these are spoilers. I'm not giving any other stuff away other than that. So they go back and forth between that. Uh, I looked in the trivia. I think it takes place, it's said, in like eight or ten different years, starting in the early 1900s into the, is it the 60s maybe, 60s? Yeah, it must be the 60s. Um, so I just thought it would be interesting to you know cut each of those things together, each of those Vito Corleone times and Michael Corleone times into two separate movies. And would that be interesting? Would that be dumb? Um, I don't know. I was just curious about that is all. Uh, Not that I thought it would be better in any way. I think it is really interesting to go back and forth because you get to see uh, sort of... It connects things. It connects things in in an interesting way. Um, Yeah, I'll have to watch these again. Uh, I know everybody doesn't like Godfather 3. I need to watch it. Um... But um, you know, it's, yeah, let, I I'll watch it. What 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 is it? What is it? Is it Michael older? Is it the next generation coming in? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I don't think. All right. Hey, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.